0: Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Essexson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. This podcast is sponsored by WHOOP. If you want to measure your recovery, the WHOOP strap is a good tool to do so. And I always say recovery, but it's not just recovery. It's your workouts, your sleep. It's got a journal in there. It'll give you all kinds of info about what's going on with your body. So go to join.whoop.com slash TNT if you want to get the first month off and get the strap for free. Couple of housekeeping notes before we move on to the topic of today. The kids' classes, they're underway. The session has started. If you missed out on this and you want to join now, you can still jump in. You can pay for one class at a time. It's no problem. There's still spots open. So email ashley at tnt.fit if you have any questions about the kids program. The Open, it starts on February 24th. We're going to do this at the gym. It's a three-week online competition. We'll do the workouts on Fridays and Sundays. It's going to be a good time and we're going to get a big gang signed up for this. And then in April, there's something super exciting happening at the gym. Adaptable Performance, which is the nonprofit organization run by Lindy, they're going to do a rowathon at the gym. So, Saturday, April 9th at 4 p.m., we're going to do a rowathon at the gym. Teams of five to 10 people, it's up to you how many people you want helping you out to row a marathon. This is a 100 bucks per team and the money goes towards adaptable performance so that they can uh, train people, send people to competitions. Aaron just did awesome at Waterpelusa, so they want to keep doing stuff like that and that costs money. So that is why we're doing a rowathon. It's going to be a good time. There's going to be music, food, silent auction, all kinds of stuff. So make sure you get signed up for that Saturday April 9th rowathon. Teams of 5 to 10 people. It could be less than that, too, if you really want to get yourself sweaty, but get signed up as soon as possible. In the last couple of podcasts, I've been very brief on the programming notes. Today, I'm going to do the opposite. We're going to do a deep dive into this week's programming. We've done a few workouts already that's okay we're going to talk about those and then we have a few coming up that we haven't done so I'm going to give you some do's and don'ts, why we do what we do, what to focus on. We don't get a ton of time in class talking about the why behind the exercises or how we set things up so today we're going to spend a little bit more time on that and it makes a huge difference on your training and your consistency showing up for the gym if you can see a clear why behind the workouts. I'm going to start from Sunday the 23rd and kind of work my way through but it's not going to be all CrossFit or all Swift so I'm going to bounce around a little bit here and just kind of pick a few uh, spots that I feel like we need a little bit more explanation. So Swift workout from Sunday we have an Imam for 15 minutes. The goal of an Imam is always to have a rest in the workout so if you see an Imam on the board there should be a little bit of time in between the stations. If we didn't want a little bit of time in between the stations, then I would just put 15 minute AMRAP on there. So know the difference. You can always make things more challenging throughout the workout. But whenever you see Iman, every two mom, every three minutes, whatever it is, make sure that you have a little bit of breathing room in between the stations. That is because it's a interval format, a little bit of work, a little bit of rest. Most of the time, it's always going to be more work than rest. But for people, this is an excellent drill in learning how to pace things out a little bit. If I just would have said, let's do five rounds for time of these three stations, there are tons of people at the gym that would have done the whole thing slower than 15 minutes. So we like these because it's got the interval format. It helps you to pace things out in a correct way. And just to talk about one, movement, one of the movements in here, we have the one arm dumbbell clean and jerk. Why go with one arm? Why not just grab two dumbbells, do two arms, do twice as much work? With the one arm, you get a little twist on the body. We wanna be able to twist. That's how you swing a golf club. That's how you throw a baseball. There's not a ton of twisting in CrossFit and Swift. So that is why we try and add a little bit of that anti-rotation when possible. The skill for Monday in CrossFit class is 5 dumbbell strict presses, 5 dumbbell push presses and then 5 dumbbell push jerks. In a lot of our lifting, you'll see a progression like this. It wouldn't make any sense to any sense to go the other way around. The strict press is the one you can move the least amount of weight with. The push press is the one you can move the second most amount of weight with, and the push jerk is the one you should be able to lift the most with. So, if you see any programming out there where it has things kind of going backwards, That's a red flag that uh, it's a patty-cake workout of some sort. So, strict press, push press, push jerk. Why do this with dumbbells and not just break out the barbell so you can probably even lift more weight with the barbell? This is CrossFit. CrossFit is constantly varied. This is a fun variation. The barbell, it kind of helps stabilize um, the shoulders. So, since the barbell is connected, it's just one piece it makes it way more stable at the top this gets loosey-goosey when you have two dumbbells up overhead so now i gotta have better shoulder position i gotta tighten up my belly a little bit more it creates more awareness and focus and stability even though we end up using a little bit less weights if you're someone in class that has an issue that you are working on at the moment maybe it's a shoulder maybe it's a wrist or an elbow The dumbbells are a hundred times easier to navigate and move around your limitations. So with the dumbbell, if I'm pressing it, I can keep it pointing straight forward. I can have it out to a 45 degree angle. I can have it go straight out to the side. You'll find a spot that feels more comfortable. The angle on the wrist, it's more of a straight up and down angle. So whenever we do a workout, if there is a barbell component and you want to swap this out for something else. The dumbbell, a lot of times, is a great option because it gives you way more flexibility to move around the joints and the limitations that you might have. Moving on to the skill for Tuesday. Like I just said about the dumbbells, there should be a natural progression if we do a big complex. So this one goes hang power clean, power clean, hang squat clean, and squat clean. If you did a one rep max individually of all these lifts, They should line up the same way. The hang power clean should be your lowest weight lifted and the squat clean should be the highest. For a lot of people that aren't technically sound, this is gonna be way off. You might have someone that can hang power clean way more weight than they can squat clean, that's because they have a poor squat, that's because the barbell is out away from them, they have some other uh, technical stuff that they're messing up as well. So This is a nice little reminder that you should be able to move more and more weight throughout this complex. This one, you should begin tired towards the squat clean because you're doing so many reps, but look for this pattern if you see something that's kind of going backwards you would never go squat clean, then hang squat clean, then finish off with power cleans. That would be silly. So if you're someone that can power clean way more than you can squat clean, go to the lifting class on Wednesdays, go to the lifting class on Saturdays, figure that stuff out and straighten yourself out. The swift workout on Tuesdays, it was 10 minutes of max calories. You can choose if it was road, bike, ski. This is a great test of Endurance slash power endurance The change-up we had this day was that we wrote down the calories on the board. We always do this in CrossFit We never do this in Swift, but it's just a fun way to add a little bit of variety One person asked Courtney. So so what happens now? What do we do with these numbers? Ideally you keep some sort of track of the numbers that you do in the gym already So I don't know if you have a journal or a notebook where you write things down. I lifted this I did uh, 50 burpees for time, it took me this long. If you're not keeping track of uh, your performance at the gym, you can't see yourself improve. Personally, I use an app called Beyond the Whiteboard. This is pretty nerdy and it costs extra, but it's a great way to just put all your workouts in and then whenever you need to get a number, you can just search for the movement or the workout and then it pulls it back up. Lindy just asked me what my time was for the half marathon for the marathon row when she was planning for the Rowathon. So I can easily just pull up the app on my phone. I'll punch in Marathon Row and then it pops up right away from 2018. It's got the exact time on there, so it makes it very, very easy to not have to go through notebooks and find this thing. It's all gathered in one spot. What I also liked seeing about the 10 minutes of max calories and putting your name on the board. I didn't coach any of classes this day, but I still noticed what's going on. And for the morning class, it was a lot less uh, talking on the rowers than it usually is. So there's nothing wrong with having your buddy next to you and chatting a little bit too. But if you want the most out of your workout, if you're trying to do as many calories as possible for 10 minutes, there is no room for talking. If you want to perform as good as possible, if you want to reach your goal, if you want to push what you can do, if you can chat during the middle of a workout, then that means that you have more energy, more reserve to push into the actual thing that we're trying to do. So I'm not saying that you can't say hi to your buddy at the gym, we're all friends, we're having a good time, but if you're looking to perform better, set PRs, and change your fitness then there shouldn't be a whole lot of room for chit-chatting during uh, a task like this. The Tuesday CrossFit workout was Death by one Arm Devil's Press. This workout, it sounds uh, like it's over the top, the death by, it's a little bit of a silly name. The movement doesn't help out either, Devil's Press, uh, but the fact is that this movement is very beginner friendly and very easy to do. Here's why I think that. This is not a set amount of reps that you have to do. The goal is just to do as best as you can. So let's say you've been drinking alcohol over the weekend, you've been stressing out, you haven't been going to bed on time, you haven't been stretching. If you use the whoop strap, you would have seen that you are in in the red or in the low yellows, which means that you can't handle as much exercise. So when you do a death by and you get to seven or eight, and you can't go anymore, that means that that is what you were ready to do that day. But let's say you've been drinking your water, you've been stretching, you've been taking care of those small things, this means that you would be in the high yellows, in the greens, that your body is more receptive to more exercise. So we can have two people next to each other, one person taps out at eight, that was obviously a good number for them, but for someone that gets to 12, 13, 14, they were ready for more exercise. So this is a great way to auto-regulate the training. If you're feeling a little bit beat up, you end up with less reps. If you're feeling awesome, you get more reps, and that is why I like to do the death bias every now and then. The Wednesday CrossFit Workout was a partner workout. 30 minute rep, 10 bench press, 10 deadlift, 20 calories for guys, 15 calories for ladies, you not get a full round before you switch over. The goal of a partner workout it's a fun way just to mix up you doing everything by yourself. So now you get a buddy for a lot of people. It provides a little bit of extra motivation, encouragement. So that is why we like to use the partner workouts. The goal of the partner workout isn't necessarily to do as many rounds as possible, but we want to come up with a matchup where it's a, a good give and take before between both people. That doesn't necessarily have to mean you do 50%, I do 50%. If you've been going to the gym for six years, you've been doing hundreds of workouts and these are moments you're good at, and you're teaming up with Sally, it's her second day, she's never bench pressed before. We don't have to try and split this up to where she does what you do. We wanna find a balance that works for both of you so that one person's working, you get a little bit of rest, and then we keep this decently even across the workout. Bench pressing, we do that um, once a week, not even that. We do that once every two weeks, somewhere around that. I see a lot of people struggle on the bench press by being inconsistent. When you are bench pressing, the barbell should touch the chest at the bottom at the very same spot every single time. If you do 10 bench presses and it hits your chest on 10 different spots, that means that you are loose. You need to tighten up the core, the legs, the shoulders. You need to think about the path a little bit more. Go controlled down, fast going back up again. It shouldn't be low on the chest, high on the chest, all over the place. It should be very, very consistent. So when you're bench pressing, if you feel like it's never hitting the same spot each time, slow it down a little bit, take a little bit of weight off. Make sure that you drive the shoulders into the bench, that you tighten up the whole body. This is a full body movement, not just an arm movement. And that is the number one issue I see with a lot of people bench pressing at the gym. The CrossFit skill for Thursday, which is today, it's a one to 10 of chest bars and handstand push-ups. So one chest bar one handstand push-up, two bars two handstand push-ups, all the way up to 10. This workout, the purpose of this workout is 100%. Get ready for the open. In the open you'll see some chest to bar pull ups. In the open you'll see some handstand push ups for sure. They have scaled options as well just like we do in regular class but going that little bit of extra distance instead of just getting the chin up over the bar but actually making contact with the chest to the bar. That makes a huge difference on uh, the strength requirement, the flexibility requirement. It takes a little bit of extra practice. So. From now until the open, if you see a pull-up workout, feel free to make it a chest ball workout if you have the capacity and you can easily switch that over to do so. Um, but overall, 13-minute time cap. Not everyone is going to finish this out. It's two technical movements, so we can scale this by using bands. We can do Pike push-ups. It's an upper body pull and an upper body push. It's pretty straightforward. A lot of time when someone has flexibility to break things up and this workout it's pretty much set for you how you're gonna break things up already but um, in general the fitter you are the stronger you are the less you have to break things up the more challenging a movement is for you, the more you're going to have to break it up. So We did a workout last week with 100 reps of everything, ideally you would just do 100 reps of one movement, switch over to the next one, do 100 reps, switch over to the next one, but that is not always something that's doable, so that's when you got to look at yourself and kind of pay attention. Like I said earlier, you keep track of your workouts, which you can and can't do, so hopefully you should have some idea of this. The rookie mistake is to try and go for too big of a set, but ideally, the fitter they are, the bigger the sets you can do. For an elite level games athlete, they could probably do what, 55 chest bars and 55 handstand push-ups. That would be the fastest way to knock this workout out because that is the total volume. There would be only one transition in there between the two movements instead of breaking this uh, this thing up. Um, 10 times like we're doing right now so something to keep in mind ideally you break things up as few times as possible the rookie mistake is to try and actually do that you need to break things up more maybe you like this format if you see a workout in the open that's got 55 reps then doing a 10 to 1 might not be that bad of an idea the crossfit skill for friday is 40 30 20 10 immediately when you see that rep count uh, rep scheme you should know that it's 100 total reps We've got wall balls, calories on the rower, and box jump. The kicker on this workout is the RX height on the box jump is 12 inches. Usually it's 20, usually it's 24. If you see something like this and you feel like it stands out a little bit, think to yourself, why is Oscar making this 12 inches? I can easily jump 12 inches. And my thought is, yes, exactly. If it's that easy then do it better, do it faster, do it without stopping. If you're someone, someone might try and do this, I wouldn't be surprised. They might go for, I'm gonna keep it at the 20 inches because that's the standard in CrossFit, blah, blah, blah. Okay, buddy, if you do that, which is fine, you better blow blow through the whole workout and make it look very, very easy. If you RX this one up and you're huffing and puffing, you're sitting around, you're stopping to take water breaks, then you went a little bit higher than you needed to. Take this challenge for what it is. It's a goofy height, I get it, but see if you can do all 40 jumps quickly without stopping, making it look good, having good control, not tripping on the box or anything, and going through this workout very, very quickly. Someone on the CrossFit Level 1 staff has got a saying, and it's, you don't get any fitter looking at the barbell. Sometimes, if you see a workout and it looks a little bit too light, it's 75 pounds and it's power cleans and it's not that many and you think, that's not that light, I can go heavier. The whole purpose, sometimes, is to blow through something. Make it look easy, make it look fast and efficient. So. If you reach for more than you can handle, if you're sitting around looking at the barbell, you don't get fitter looking at the barbell, you get fitter from lifting the barbell. So apply this to this box jump, it's only 12 inches, knock them out without stopping. If you pick the 20 inches and you're huffing and puffing, you're standing around, you need a little water break, you need to go take some fresh air, then you messed up. You should have gone with the 12 because it wasn't that easy even though you thought it was. The swift workout for Saturday, it's a big partner workout. Teams of two, we get 150 wall balls, 150 push ups, and then 150, 120 calories on the ski. One person is chipping away at the reps, starting with the wall balls and then working their way down. The other person is jogging three laps around the rig before switching. 22 minute time cap. One of the biggest issues I see on partner workouts is a lack of communication. You want it to be fast, concise, clear, and super obvious. There's no chit-chatting, there's no monologues, talking, sitting down with the whiteboards and writing a few messages down. If I'm doing this workout with someone, I'll start on the wall balls, I'm doing wall balls, and then when the person comes up to me, they're ready, I'm just gonna yell super loudly, super clear, the number that I'm on, and then take off. There's no chit chat, there's no sitting down and writing things down. That is how you lose the intensity in partner workouts. There's only one number to keep track of. Let's say I do 30 wall balls, partner comes up to me, I just gotta yell 30 and then take off. There's no need to write anything down because 30 is gonna go up, 40, 50, it's just one number the whole time going up. This is super easy, super straightforward it doesn't have to be a fast jog. I'd almost recommend doing like a moderate paced jog just so that the person can do a couple reps, a couple breaks, a couple reps, and do that once or twice before it's time to switch again too. You don't really make up a ton of time by sprinting. However, if you are slow on the run, Now your partner is definitely gonna hit a wall and they're not gonna be moving as quickly as you want to in order to finish under 22 minutes. So partner workouts, the key to a good partner workout is to make the communication super clear. It's very loud, it's very concise. You have a game plan beforehand and know that you always have to leave that game plan at some point and then uh, mix it up. Always get set up as close to your partner as possible. If you do wall balls on one side of the mat and your other and your partner's doing wall balls on the other side of the mat You messed up. That's terrible. You need to be right next to each other. You need to be ready to go yeah, Excited to See everyone attack this workout. I'm sure it's not going to be that bad 75 reps per person. You'll knock that out easily the CrossFit workout on Saturday. It is five rounds 5 power snatches, 10 bar facing burpees, and then rest 1 minute. This workout, just like I said before about Thursday skill, this is 100% prep for the Open. I'm going to put this on record right now, I am betting uh, 100 bucks that we will do snatches in the open and that we will do burpees in the open. I can guarantee it so that's why we gotta dabble with those a little bit. We do that on a weekly basis anyway but this workout for sure you might see a combo of these movements or something similar. Why put that one minute break in there too? This workout might be more challenging if you take out that one minute break and it's just five rounds of five and ten. However we start off with the technical complex lift which is the snatch we follow it up with a little bit less technical burpee and then it gives you one minute to kind of rest reset this is going to help you have better form on the power snatches better form it's what we're always looking for and you're also going to be able to move a little bit more weight on the power snatches as well so with that one minute break It does chop things up a little bit. It might slow down the intensity of the workout. However, better form, check. More weight, check. This is gonna be a better training workout and prepare you for a testing scenario which is going to be the open. The quote of the week is, always being a critic of a person is easy Always being a fan of a person is easy. You don't want to do both of these. It's not possible. Uh, Let's say it's a uh, family member or a celebrity or maybe it's you uh, talking to yourself. Always being a critic, you can't do that. Always being a fan, you can't do that either. Ideally, we have a little bit of both. I say this all the time, you can be happy with what you're achieving at the gym. You can be happy about showing up, about doing the work, about slowly improving even if it's not always a PR when you show up. You can do all those things and be happy with what you're doing and still think that you have a lot to work on. Hopefully you didn't fall asleep with all those programming notes for today. If you want to hear more programming notes, let me know. If you have a different topic that you want me to cover, then reply to the email that goes out with the podcast. I can cover anything you want to. I'm excited about the workouts we have coming up. Uh, New benchmark in just a little bit. This one, uh, it's going to be a girl workout that we haven't done a whole lot before. So it's going to be an exciting one. Have an awesome day.